Hello, and welcome back to Teach Me To... Dot, 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 a podcast from Eastside City Church. And we've made it to episode three of our season on prayer. So it's really called Teach Me To Pray. And together we're learning how to pray. And this is our third week examining the why of why do we pray. I'm your host, Peter, and uh, I'm the associate pastor here at Eastside. And today, once again, I am joined by Pastor Jan. Thank you for returning and coming back, Pastor Jan, to be here again. Hi. Yeah, I'm happy to be back. As always, our goal is that whether you are a new Jesus follower or are seasoned in the ways of Jesus, there will be something for you in this podcast. Let's get started. This is episode three, God Answers Prayer. In these last few episodes, we've been exploring the idea of why Christians pray. Why should we take the time to pray? Well, first of all, we talked about this in episode one, uh, because God listens. I don't know if you've ever talked to somebody who is a good listener, but when you are with someone who's really listening to you, it encourages you to keep on talking. And we know that God is the greatest listener that we could possibly have to talk to. Mm -hmm. So even when we might not feel it in the moment, we know that he promises that he hears us. And next, we pray because God invites us to call on him. And that was episode two, how Jesus invites us to come near to him. And prayer is our opportunity to talk to the God who created us and loves us. And so today it brings us to how we pray because God answers our prayers. Have you ever left a voicemail on someone's phone and never heard back? Maybe you reached out to someone on a dating app or Kijiji or Facebook Marketplace and just never got a response. Well, back before texting was a thing, I had a friend that I would call who never seemed to answer his phone and his voicemail box was always full. So you couldn't even leave him a message. And it was so frustrating trying to get a hold of him. Have you ever had the phone ring and ring and it never goes to voicemail, and it just keeps on ringing. And you keep thinking, maybe one more ring, and then they'll pick up. I can't hang it up quite yet. Well, God is not like that. We pray because God answers our prayers. God doesn't just say, call on me, I'm listening to you. He also speaks, he responds. Now, how are you at managing your email? Pastor Jan, how about for you? I have to say, um, I am probably better at text messages uh, because for me, it's that instant uh, message. I, I need to be able to respond in the moment. Email, sometimes I forget that uh, to check them sure. uh, because it doesn't usually alert on my phone. So I, I forget, oh, yeah, it's usually at the end of the day that I'll look at them and say, oh, somebody emailed me today. Sure. Yeah. Well, I, I think many people often have a, a long list of other people that they need to get back to. So whether you have text messages that have been left unread or unanswered or that are forgotten or overlooked, uh, maybe even for somebody listening to this, there is something itching at the back of your mind, someone you really need to get back to. And sometimes it might feel like God has left your request 
on read like a text message where you can see that the other person read your message. They saw your question and they just haven't gotten around to responding. And do you ever feel like your prayers got overlooked or lost in the shuffle? That's a tough position to be in. And today we're looking at how God answers prayer. But what does that entail? We know God doesn't just rubber stamp all of our prayers with a big yes, but how does God answer prayer? Is it just a mystery? Is it random? What can we know for certain? Well, today we're going to look at what the Bible says about answering prayer, because God answers prayer. In Psalm chapter 3, verse 4, uh, it says, I cried out to the Lord, and he answered me from his holy mountain. So God cried out, or the person cried out, the psalmist cried out to the Lord and got an answer. God answered the psalmist. Pastor Jan, do you want to go with the next one? Yeah. In Psalms 118, verse 5, it says, In my distress, I prayed to the Lord, and the Lord answered me and set me free. So we know that God um, hears us when we're in trouble. And he's present to help us in our time of trouble. In Psalm 138, verse 3, it says, As soon as I pray, you answer me. You encourage me by giving me strength. Yeah, and we, we can even look at different uh, characters in the Bible and see very clearly how God answered them. For example, in the Old Testament, we can read about Moses and how God answered Moses' mm -hmm. prayers. Uh, when Pharaoh would say, can you please uh, take this plague away? Moses would then go to the Lord and say, all right, we're done with the plague, and then God would mm. stop the plague. Uh, we know that God answers Hannah's prayer. She prayed mm -hmm. and prayed and prayed for a child, and God gave her a son, and that was Samuel. First mm -hmm. Samuel uh, chapter 1, verse 27 says, I asked the Lord to give me this boy, and he has granted my requests. So God answers uh, the prophet's prayers. Psalms 99, verse 6 says, Moses and Aaron were among his priests. Samuel also called on his name. Mm -hmm. They cried out to the Lord for help, and he answered them. Yeah. Uh, that was from Psalm 96, or 99, verse 6. So God answers prayers. He answered uh, Moses' prayer, Hannah's prayer, as we saw there, the prayers of the prophets. He answered the prayers of the kings of Israel. God, uh, there's also examples that we see of him answering corporate petitions. So when groups gathered together and prayed, God answered them. Uh, God answered prayers for deliverance from hardship. God answered prayers for deliverance from enemies. He answered the prayer of the oppressed. He answered the prayers of those who were looking for healing, even those who came to Jesus and called out and cried out to him, and they were answered. Jesus healed them. God answers prayers for others, and there's biblical examples of interceding, praying on behalf or for other people, and God answering those prayers. There's a number of different ways that we can look at in the Bible how God answers prayers. But I want to share this quote with you. Uh, this is from Christopher Fung and Gregory Fung. It's an article in Christianity Today, uh, and this is the quote. It says, In finding that God is in fact constantly answering prayers, 
we stumble upon the deeper and more disturbing reality that his answers often don't give us the where, when, or how that we originally sought. Scripture attests to this reality. God, for example, answered Israel's prayer for release from Pharaoh's hand, but his answer, when it finally came, was unexpected, unpredictable, and anything but tame, as a generation left in the desert could attest. So God answers our prayers, but sometimes we find the where, the when, the how are different than what we expected or were even asking for. God answers our prayers in ways that are unexpected to us at times. Now, we also see in the Bible that there are prayers that are not answered, and I want to take a look at those for a moment. So we can, I'm going to read through a, a list of these different examples where God says things like, uh, the Lord will not answer you. That was in 1 Samuel. Or when you pray, I will hide my eyes from you in Isaiah. Though they cry to me, I will not listen to them. I will not listen when they call to me. Both of those were from Jeremiah. If you call, will anyone answer you is in Job chapter 5. Or he shuts out my prayer. And so we can see that there are biblical examples of times where God's people are not obeying God. They're not following his ways. And God is saying that he's not listening to their prayers and he's not going to answer their prayers. And I know we covered that in episode one a little bit, where we talked about when God said he wouldn't listen to us. And uh, Pastor Jan, do you want to uh, jump in on that? Yeah, we we talked about this in episode one, that that's a difficult concept for us to um, understand is why wouldn't God listen to our prayers? But there are times where uh, he won't, and that has to do with um, that there's a sin in our life. There's something that is going on in our life that is blocking him from being able to answer us. Uh, We see in Proverbs 28.9, that um, if we will not listen to the law or his word, Mm -hmm. that our prayer is an abomination to him. Mm. Um, And sometimes we also uh, can read that uh, he won't answer us because sometimes we're asking amiss. We're asking for something that is um, just contrary to his will or his or his uh, nature. And so he can't answer that because he can't violate who he is. Um, There's a a scripture in Psalm 66, verse 18, that says, um, there's iniquity in my heart. And if there's sin or iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. Um, In Job, uh, the Lord uh, said he won't answer us if there's pride Mm. in our heart. So there are certain times where um, we just are not going to get an answer because there is an unresolved issue. There is something that needs to be dealt with that um, has to take place before God can move. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And especially we see in the Old Testament, when God's people weren't listening to God, God wasn't listening to their prayers uh, of the people who had not given him their love and their obedience. But as we've already looked at, and with our initial list, there's many examples in the Old Testament of when God did answer the prayers of his people, people who were obeying the Lord, people who had given their hearts to him. Over and over, we see that God 
rescued his people. God answered their prayers. And so let's take a look at some of those other examples that we see in Scripture about the Lord has heard my prayer, the Lord has granted my prayer, I call on God and he answered me, that was in Job. My prayer came to you in your holy temple in Jonah chapter 2. You called and I rescued you from the Psalms. When they cried to you, you heard them is in Nehemiah. God has heard and heeded my prayer is in Psalm 66. And so there's many, many examples that we can look at of people saying, God, you heard my prayer. You answered my prayer. You granted my request. Uh, It says in 2 Samuel, God answered prayer for the land again. He answered their prayers because they trusted in him, was in 1 Chronicles chapter 5, and how God hears the cry of the righteous and he answers them. And so we see in the Bible, especially in the Old Testament, this tension between when people are not following God, when they're not obeying, when they haven't really given their hearts to the Lord, where God is not listening to them and he's not answering them. But when they are bringing themselves into alignment with him, and when they've given their hearts to him, God's heart is to answer their prayers, that God has good things for them. But I want to bring this into the gospel context and the New Testament and what Jesus has done. Because for us as Christians, because of Jesus, we have access to the Father. We know that he hears our prayers not because of us, but because of Jesus. He answers our prayers, not because of what we've done, but because of what Jesus has done. So it's not just that I've always done the right thing or because I'm good enough, because I'm not, we're not good enough, but because Jesus has taken our guilt, our punishment on himself. And so now we're in this place of grace where we have confidence that God will answer our prayers. Yeah, I think that's important to actually take a look at a difference between the Old Testament and the New Testament. In the Old Testament, we see that God spoke directly to uh, one person. It was a prophet, or it was a priest, or it was uh, the leader, uh, like Moses, for example. So God would speak directly to one individual and communicate with that one individual. But in the New Testament, uh, because of Jesus and how he took on our sins and uh, paved a way for us to come Mm -hmm. into the throne room Mm -hmm. of God and come right up before the throne of God, Mm -hmm. he made it so that we can have direct access to God. Mm -hmm. So we don't have to go through uh, a single uh, priest or individual. That's right to come before the Father, we can go directly to God ourselves, and God will speak directly to us. So that's the incredible difference between the Old Testament and the New Testament. We can approach God directly because of what Jesus did. God can speak to us and through us. We don't have to go through uh, his ordained uh, special individual. Now, God still does speak through his leaders, but we also can hear from God as a people. Mm -hmm. And in the New Testament, uh, it's almost uncomfortable how much is promised to us in answered prayers. So if we look at what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 7, 
He told us to keep on asking, and you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking, and you will find. Keep on knocking, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. Everyone who seeks, finds. And to everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. You parents, if your children ask for a loaf of bread, do you give them a stone instead? Or if they ask for a fish, do you give them a snake? Of course not. So if you sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give good gifts to those who ask them? Wow. When we look at Jesus saying, keep asking for you're going to receive what you ask for, keep seeking for you're going to find it, keep knocking for the door will be open to you, that can almost be intimidating to us how these promises that we have in the New Testament, uh, what we see from Jesus. Yeah, I think that often um, can almost overwhelm or, or discourage us because some people think, well, how how many times do I have to ask or mm. how persistent do I have to be? What does that look like? And the hard part is, is we don't know right. the, the when or the how, we just know that God said, ask mm-hmm. and don't give up. Right. And that's a, a hard thing for people who are like, well, but I did ask. I mm-hmm. asked and I didn't get my answer right away. Right. You know, mm-hmm. and God said, but I asked you to keep asking. You know, mm-hmm. persistence is what we're called to do. Absolutely. Yeah. And so uh, other times that we see uh, in the New Testament, we see things like his ears are open to their prayers. Or Jesus saying, your prayers have been heard. Or your prayers and alms have ascended as a memorial before God. That was in Acts chapter 10, verse 4. Uh, Again, in Acts chapter 10, it talks about how your prayer has been heard and how Christ was heard because of his godliness. And it even talks about Elijah and how he prayed fervently that it would not rain and it did not for three and a half years. And this idea in James of the effective prayer of uh, a man or woman of God uh, and God answering those prayers. Well, I want to uh, share a story uh, that I came across as I was uh, I was reading a book by E.M. Bounds, who has written quite a bit on prayer, uh, and he wrote of how he was reading uh, an autobiography by Dr. Adam Clark. And this was a guy who traveled with John Wesley, who is uh, a English evangelist from the 1700s. And so there's this really cool story that I want to share with you. And so this uh, is, I found it in the complete collection of E.M. Bounds on prayer. And I'm going to read you this quote. So it says, Dr. Adam Clark, in his autobiography, records that when Mr. Wesley was returning to England by ship, considerable delay was caused by contrary winds. Wesley was reading when he became aware of some confusion on board, and asking what was the matter, he was informed that the wind was contrary. Then, was his reply, let us go to prayer. After Dr. Clark had prayed, Wesley broke out in fervent supplication, which seemed to be more the offering of faith than of mere desire. He said, Almighty and everlasting God was his prayer. Thou hast swayed everywhere, and all things serve the purpose of thy will. Thou holdest the the winds in thy fists and sittest upon the water floods and reignest a king forever. Command these winds and these waves 
that they obey thee, and take us speedily and safely to the haven whither we would go. The power of this petition was felt by all. Wesley rose from his knees, made no remark, but took up his book and continued reading. Dr. Clark went on deck and to his surprise found the vessel under sail, standing on her right course. Nor did she change till she was safely at anchor. On the sudden and favorable change of wind, Wesley made no remark. So fully did he expect to be heard that he took it for granted that he was heard. And I love that story of someone being so confident in God hearing their prayers and knowing that God loves them and wants to help them. And so this idea of even something as small and insignificant as the wind blowing from the wrong direction and not allowing the the boat to go where it needs to go and just getting down on your knees and fervently praying and then not even getting up to check the wind, but having that confidence that, of course, the wind has changed. Of course, God, I know he hears me. I know he loves me. I know that he's answered that prayer. And I think, man, what a, a powerful way to live our life, to know God and trust that he really hears us and he really does answer our prayers. Yeah, it's a testimony of our level of faith with God, really. Yeah. Because, um, you know, when we pray with that level of faith, it's no longer this feeling like we have to somehow beg mm -hmm. or plead or grovel or, you know, I mean, even as crazy as like cut ourselves or, you know, whatever, sure, yeah. right? People I mean, there's. People really go out. Yeah, to... there are some. There are some. Uh, misconceptions out there that somehow mm -hmm. we have to make a, a very loud noise right. or we have to do something very dramatic mm. in order to be heard. But um, really, it's just be persistent in um, coming before the Lord mm -hmm. with our request and also with the right heart and the right attitude. But then it's so much more of just... Uh, thanking him mm -hmm. for the answered prayer, thanking him for hearing right. us. Uh, even though in that moment of our prayer, we haven't seen the answer yet, mm -hmm. but we're praying it uh, and we're thanking him ahead of time right. for the answer because we know you heard us. Mm -hmm. We know you're listening. Right. We know you're a good God. We know mm -hmm. you're faithful. And we know that our answer is on the way. Right. And so uh, already I want to acknowledge that and thank you for that, yeah. you know, is really what it is. And trusting his answer. Yeah. Right. That it, it may not be what I'm expecting. It may not come in the way that I'm expecting it, but I trust that you've heard me and that you are going to answer. And I'm going to keep praying and believing until I see that you've answered. Yeah. And because that you're a good God, the answer, even if it's unexpected from what we thought it would be, it's going to be good. Mm -hmm. It's going to be good because he's a good God and right. he knows better than us. And he knows what would be the better answer for us mm -hmm. in that situation. Yeah. And that's a, a great example of that sometimes if our answer for what we're asking for ends up being a no, and that's not what we expect at all, but trusting that there is goodness in that no that right. we've heard, right. that he's working all things together for our good, and that he has something better for us, even if we don't understand it in the moment. Right. And so we keep 
asking and praying and seeking and knocking while trusting God's answer, whatever it is when we get it. Well, God answers our prayers. And what is required of us is that we pray, that we ask. So we don't know what the answer will be or when it will come. But what would it look like if we had faith to believe God, to fully expect to be heard, that we take it for granted that we were heard, and of course, God answered our prayers? Well, let's end this teaching time, as we always do, with a prayer. Pastor Jan, would you pray for us? Yeah, absolutely. Father, I thank you that you hear our prayers, and Lord, you do answer our prayers. We don't always know when the answer is coming or what the answer is going to look like, but we do know that you are good Mm -hmm. and you are faithful. And because of those qualities that we know are yours, we can trust that your answer is good for us. Help us not to give up. Help us not to be discouraged or to stop praying because we did not get the response we wanted mm-hmm. the exact moment we were looking for it. Mm-hmm. But help us to continue to be persistent, to ask, to seek, to knock, and to believe and trust that you've got good intentions for us. You have a good plan for us and for our lives. You have good things in store for us. We also want to thank you that because of Jesus, we have this freedom to come before you whenever we want. Mm. And we don't have to grovel or scream or do anything crazy to get your attention. Mm -hmm. We can just simply come before your throne and ask. We thank you that you hear us. We thank you that you answer us and that you are working out everything for our good. We trust that you um, have the best intentions and that you have the best plans. And so we thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, today I am joined by Pastor Todd. Uh, He, along with his wife, Jan, is the lead pastor of Eastside City Church. Uh, He is someone I know who is passionate about prayer and believes in the importance of prayer. And so I'm really excited to be able to talk to you today. Uh, Thank you so much for joining me, Pastor Todd. Oh, it is my pleasure to be here to be able to have this conversation with you. Oh, well, uh, I am going to uh, kick things off kind of with the question that we've started each of our interviews with. Uh, And because I, I love the uniqueness of hearing the different ways that people answer this, but I just want to begin, Pastor Todd, with what does prayer look like in your life and how do you pray? Yeah. Um, well, prayer is something that is, uh, definitely a big part of my life. I think it is something that as a follower of Jesus that we should all have as a, as a, as a big part of what we do, but I do know that it is can be challenging. And it doesn't mean that it isn't also sometimes challenging for me to, mm-hmm. to do this. And so there's some things that I, I've kind of, um, just for my own life, have had to kind of grow into. Uh, I think it's always an evolving thing, but there are definitely some key parts to it for me. And, uh, and so the way that it looks for me, 
uh, um, for the most part. As I, I really believe in the scripture says that, that we're supposed to enter as uh, courts with thanksgiving and as gates with praise. And and so I know for me that at, at times, one of the hardest parts is kind of that starting mm. point of prayer. And so for me, it's 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 thanking God, it, it's spending time. So it's it's usually for me getting away, I, I like to pray in my bedroom because mm-hmm. uh, that's my space where nobody else is allowed to really be in there at certain points of the day. And so mm-hmm. I, I'll usually just start off by thanking God, by going through uh, just things that I'm so grateful for, thanking Him for what He's done in my life. And, and, and I try to remind myself of those things that may be in the past, but also just in the, the current part of my life. And, and, and as well, um, I am a firm believer, and I probably have been for about the past 15, maybe even 20 years. Mm. Um, I use the Lord's Prayer okay. uh, as an outline for myself as far mm-hmm. as because I feel like it covers all of the major components that I feel like are very valuable for prayer. I, I look at the Lord's Prayer not as a prayer that somebody would pray, mm-hmm. but as an outline for prayer that sure. it covers thanksgiving, it covers um, a surrendering our will to God, mm-hmm. it, it covers... Uh, praying for the things that you need in your life. Mm. It, it covers forgiving people. I mean, that's a big one. I mean, sometimes that's the hard part of prayer. You get to that <laughs> space where you're like, right. man, people really make me mad. And it's it's good to have that moment where you're like, okay, I need to forgive people. And then it's just um, um, presenting to God, just like, hey, here's here's some big things. And maybe there's attacks of the enemy. It just mm. covers all of that. And then you end with Thanksgiving again. So mm-hmm. yeah, I, I tend to pray out loud. I tend to okay. pray... Uh, in, in that realm is more of how I believe. I believe that prayer has a voice. It just engages my mind and my spirit so that they focus. Mm-hmm. Would you say that when you're praying uh, from kind of time to time, does it is it similar or would it be really different? Like even when you're following kind of that guideline of the Lord's Prayer, do you, would you say that there's, yeah, a lot of variety in the different directions that you go in prayer? Or is it more kind of because you're, you know, starting the same way, ending the same way, that there's some similarities uh, from the different times that you pray? Yeah, that's a great question because there are moments where I think all of us, here's what I believe. I think it's great to have a routine or an outline that you have mm-hmm. so that you always have something that you can fall back to mm-hmm. when you don't really feel like, okay, uh, maybe today I don't have that that same energy that I had yesterday, or mm-hmm. I'm, there's a lot of other things on my mind. How do I get back to those focus points? But the other side of it is, and, and so I'm kind of explaining this as I answer this question, mm-hmm. is that there's also the, the, the challenge of you don't want it to become just this religious, mechanical thing that's sure. okay. I just do it the same way mm-hmm. every time I do it this way. Right. And so I know that there's even times that God will challenge me, even like break, uh, don't follow the outline to the hmm. fullest. Or maybe some days I'll, I'll say this to people. I only pray parts of the outline. Like maybe sure. I pray just, uh, I'm, I'm on, here's what I'm asking for your will. And, and I spend a long time or a longer time doing that. And then other days, it's more of that forgiveness or, mm. or here's the needs or the things that we, I present to God in my life. And, and I got to say this, that a, a, a part of it that I've had to learn more mm. over the years is actually how to give time just to listen to God. Mm. Because I think I struggled with one of those people that did all the talking and not enough listening. Mm-hmm. And I believe that over the, over the last, you know, 10 years of my life, I've really tried to make sure I make time to 
listen to God. I think that's really important for people to to develop how to hear God's voice. Mm-hmm. I think that's so valuable to hear, even that idea of having these tools and these outlines and these things that are are to help us to pray and to engage in prayer, yep. but not uh, that we're beholden to them or, yeah, that we're able to to be led by the Spirit and to, to move uh, in prayer in that organic kind of a way and not yep. falling into kind of those religious kind of traps sometimes or uh, feeling that way. So I, I think that's really great to hear. Mm-hmm. Uh, my next question for you is, was there a time where you began to pray or started praying, or maybe had a change in how you pray or engage in prayer? Yeah, when I grew up, I didn't grow up um, as a younger child in a Christian family. It was when I was 11 years old that my, Mm -hmm. my, uh, my mother became a follower of Jesus. But I would say this, that even before then, even though I didn't know about like the principles of church and praying. I mean, my parents were, um, uh, we had our bedtime prayer. Now okay. I lay me down to sleep. Yeah. That, that was a, a, a every night kind of a thing with my my dad or my mom. So that, that was kind of in my nature. But I felt like I was one of those people that was always having conversations with, uh, I knew there was something else mm. out there that wow. that I needed in, in, in my life. And so I felt like even kind of as my mom began to, um, lead us into serving Jesus. And then I became um, more familiar with people of faith. Mm-hmm. It wasn't super awkward for me. Okay. And, and I know there's a lot of people that even have grown up around it where they can feel a, mm-hmm. an awkwardness, but I feel like I had, um, uh, I, I don't know if it was, you know, you could get new agey here. I, <laughs> I just didn't know sure. who I was praying to. I was like, like right. Paul uh, in, in, in Greece where he's like, I know who the unknown God is. I, <laughs> right. I felt like I maybe. As a, even as a kid, just with the things that were going on in my life, the way that I would deal with some of the challenges was I, I, mm-hmm. I'd have these conversations. I felt like God was was leading me and 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 speaking to me. And so then, wow. when my mom became a Jesus follower, and then not too long after I did, mm-hmm. I began to understand more. Oh, okay, this is who I'm 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 talking to. And right, and, wow. And, and it was yeah, it's a kind of an interesting journey that I've been on. That's awesome. And so what what were those kind of beginning times of prayer? What did those look like? Kind of the times before you had, like, I know the outline, I have the tools. <laughs> uh, kind of what did that look like as you were kind of starting out that journey of prayer? It was very conversational, it sounds like. Yeah, yeah, very much so. Very conversational of, hey, this is what's going on in my world, or I'm thinking about this, or I, this is what I'm, 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 nervous about. I, I, as a kid, I also had a, a, a few different fears of, of different things. And so I was always just kind of uh, uh, talking to, um, I, now I know that it was God. Mm-hmm. Um, just this is, this is what I'm, I feel or I'm thinking. Right. And, and I felt like I would get just that, that sense of peace. And, that, mm-hmm. I, and I think that's what's such a big part of even prayer to this day for me, that in the midst of all of the craziness of life and schedules and stuff. Mm-hmm. There's just something about being able to to get away from that and focus on on God, and mm-hmm. that's where I find that peace comes in. That's awesome. Yeah, I really I can relate to that a lot because um, one of the things that draws me to prayer is this idea of I've got all these thoughts in my head that nobody else knows about. Mm-hmm. 
but I know that there is somebody who knows everything I'm thinking. Yeah. And so I'm going to not just fritter away with those thoughts in my head, but I can direct those to somebody and I can turn them into to prayers. Right. And, uh, and so that was something that I, I really felt in my heart of, wait, somebody's got to be able to hear this. Somebody's <laughs> got to be able to, to do something with all these thoughts yeah. I have. So, uh, or we're just really crazy people. Sure. That's, I mean, that, those are your <laughs> right. other conclusions. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, well, uh, today in our lesson, we've been talking about how God answers mm. prayer. And so I wanted to, in this interview time, kind of direct to you, uh, is there a time that you could tell us about where God answered your prayers, where you were asking for something or seeking something and you really got an, an answer from God. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I mean, this is, this is almost a hard question for me to answer, not because I've got to search for something. It's almost like, what do I choose to, wow. to, to share with you today? I, I feel like that, that because of um, my relationship with God, there's been this conversational relationship for many years of my life. And I, and I, and I want to say this, that doesn't mean that there aren't times where I feel like um, there's some distance between God and myself. And usually that distance comes from me as I begin mm. to discover. And we can talk about that maybe mm -hmm. here in a minute. But I, I, I look at, um, yeah, there's so many times, but probably one of the biggest, and I think would, is the most impactful places in my life was with the birth of our, our son, Isaac. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, we found out about six months before he was born, Jan and I, that he had a heart defect. And so we did what everybody does in this day and age. It was kind of the, uh, the this was when Google and mm. all of those those search engines were becoming really popular. And so what do you do? You search out everything and every you can you can find information. And now we become our own web MD doctors. Right. <laughs> and and just the things that I read were very very um, uh, brought fear and mm. and worry and mm -hmm. and. and and just okay, God, what's going on here? I don't. Is, is he going to live? Is he, is he going to survive? And so, I began to ask God. I began to talk to God, and just, Lord, what is the purpose behind all of this? And mm. and you know, sometimes God uh, allows us to go through things, and we don't always get clear words. But I got a very, very clear um, word from the Lord, and and, and I, I still remember. Um, I was in my house, and and. It was probably about a month and a half before he was born, and, and and I felt like the Lord just began to speak to me, and He said to me because I had gotten to the place of, Lord, whether you He lives or you take him, I'm going to be okay with whatever you decide because wow. you're you're my God, and and I mm -hmm. may not like your answer, but I, I still would like to know. And mm -hmm. and in that moment, God began to speak to me, and He said, "You know what, your son, he's going to be." Uh, he's going to live. Mm. And then he began to share with me because of his heart that he had, he had, he had a heart. And he said, I want you to know, uh, Todd, that I put a different heart in him, mm. that he's going to wow. have a heart for people, that he's going to have a heart. And he, at one point in his life, is going to be somebody that will change hearts. I mean, when wow. God begins to speak those things into you in those moments, I mean, that was just life to us. Mm -hmm. And of course, now we know he's uh, our son just graduated from high school. Wow. He's going to New Hampshire to mm -hmm. uh, on a baseball scholarship. Wow. Um, he's just doing things that people were like, this is impossible. But we, we knew God, God's, mm -hmm. everything's possible with God. That's wonderful. Yeah. And getting that answer, even before 
uh, he was born, yeah. you know, and, and having that answer that you, you know, had to choose to hold on to in faith uh, and to believe the answer that God gave yeah. you and then being able to, to watch that play out through his life and to be able to come back to that and, and to remember that. And, and kind of uh, that leads us kind of to our, our next question and kind of even where you're referring to that, you know, it, there are different seasons and sometimes are easy and sometimes <laughs> yes. are hard. And yes. sometimes we get that word and we get that answer. But um, how do you continue to pray mm. when you don't see God answering your prayers, maybe in the time that you want, or you're, you know, you're looking for that, that word that you've had before that, that you've experienced, you know, that God can speak to you and yet you're not hearing the answer. How do you keep going? How do you keep praying in, in seasons like that? Yeah, that is, that, that's an incredibly good question. And I think it's important that people understand this, even though I'm a pastor and I'm a leader, sometimes people think that you get to this special place with, <laughs> with God, where all of a sudden it's, it, you don't have to work f- for things. It's always easy, but we have to understand there's a, there's an enemy that wants to break our relationship with God. There's mm-hmm. also just things that go on in our life and our world where we just get really, really busy. And I think that's what I fight mm-hmm. more than anything is just busy, busy, busyness. And so, um, yeah, I think when you're in those places where, where, where one of the words we'd use, it's kind of when it's a dry season where you just mm-hmm. feel like, there's not that freshness in the spirit. You feel like maybe you're praying and the the ceilings are brass. You know, right. it just feels like your prayers are going up and just bouncing right back at you. Hmm. What do you do? I think you have to, um, what I've learned to do is to, um, and I'm going to answer this in two parts. Sure. You have to remind yourself of where God has uh, showed up for you before. Hmm. So if he's done it before. Right he'll do it again. Mm -hmm. And it's not faith if everything is always things that we can just tangibly feel and reach the, the, actually the activation of our faith or the walking out of our faith is when we're, we're praying and there aren't the feelings. There isn't Mm. always that, um, that super assurance in our spirit. Will we just continue to press in? And and so I guess I'm a little bit of a bulldog when it comes to that in my own mm-hmm. life is that I just believe you just keep doing things when God speaks to you or you believe something in your heart, you just continue to press into that conversation. Mm. But my other part of this is I believe that when I find that I'm just feeling that staleness or that that, that, that dryness, I, there's two things that I always go back to. I always go back to praise, mm. get in that attitude of praise and thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. I know for myself that that's where a lot of times my, when my brain can't focus or I've got 90 things that I'm carrying, um, I just begin to praise and it begins to push all of that other stuff away so that I can focus on God. God says, draw near to me mm-hmm. in James chapter four, I believe, and I will draw near to you. Mm-hmm. And what we don't understand is that we get out of sometimes of that, that, that connection with him just because of what's going on in life. And it's, and it's not always easy. If I can give you an example, there are days that I will actually, as a pastor, I can do this. And I know not everybody maybe has the same amount of time. Mm-hmm. I'll say, I'm going to take today and pray. Sometimes for me, because of all of the things that are on my plate, Hmm. I will start this at nine in the morning or eight or whatever it is. Sometimes it's like noon before I can kind of clear um, all of the things out of my my brain. And all of a sudden I begin to sense that 
that sweet presence of God. And, and, and that makes a humongous difference. Mm-hmm. The second thing that I was going to say that is mm-hmm. really important when you are feeling that dryness, pray the Word of God. Go to the Bible. Mm-hmm. Get scriptures. The Word of God is a living Word. And so when you're not feeling anything and you maybe don't have direction, grab a Psalms, grab a, a, um, some scriptures, begin to pray that. I guarantee you that you'll begin to sense um, um, life in your, in your spirit as well as uh, a, a more closeness to God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so good. Uh, not allowing kind of our feelings or what's happening inside yeah. of us to prevent us from continuing to pray and going back to to praise and going back to His Word and reminding ourselves of who God is and and the things that He's done before. Uh, that's so valuable for us to hear, especially in those those difficult seasons. Yeah, I, I think we have to understand that um, we like things in our life to be easy. Mm-hmm. And God, um, there are times when things are, there's an ease to it. There's times when you can just, I immediately can dive in and you feel that connection. And there are times where, you know, there, there's a scripture in the Bible. I don't have the the reference for it right now, but it says that the, the kingdom of God is like hidden treasure. Mm. And a lot of times I feel like um, as Christians, we want it easy. And when we have to dig a little bit more, right. we, we sometimes can get into that place where we we give up or we just feel like, well, maybe that it's not that effective. And mm. and I believe what, what the Holy Spirit even today wants to encourage some of you here that are listening to this mm-hmm. is don't be afraid of those, those places where maybe you have to dig a little bit more. It's not because God is trying to be hard. It's there's something that gets worked out in our heart when we realize that. And eventually, as we do it, our faith gets stronger. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Uh, one last question for you, uh, Pastor Todd. Uh, what do you love about prayer? What is it to you that um, just makes you passionate about... Because I know that you are a passionate person, passionate when it comes to praying, uh, and you wear your emotions on, on your sleeve sometimes, <laughs> and uh, you can get emotional about prayer. And yeah. so if you kind of were looking at at prayer or sharing with someone, and this is why mm. I love to pray, what what would you say to them? Well, um, I, I believe that that everything good in my life comes out of that place in my life of prayer. Wow, that relationship with God. I, I, I just, I think the way that we, <laughs> the way that we experience um, Jesus and, and His presence in our life starts in that place of prayer. Mm-hmm. And so for me everything it's it's the center from which my relationship with god just is able to be expressed i i, I just it's like oxygen for my soul it's mm. oxygen mm-hmm. for my spirit mm-hmm. and, and, and without it I, I begin to things begin to starve in in, in my heart and my mind and, and 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 i lose that ability to make decisions that i feel like are even out of god's uh, from his heart and his mm. mind and so uh, it's everything to me, and that's why I really am passionate about it. I don't believe so. So here's what I think we have to understand, and I I meant to maybe even say this a few moments ago, was it's not about you're asking even about the 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 formulas and the methods where we right. you know we don't want it to be religious, we don't want it to be punching a clock. Mm. But I will say this: sometimes we got to learn how to push through. 
mm. and, 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 and pushing through those things because there's life in it. And it, and it, it really is, uh, you know, that, that oxygen for my soul. That's why I'm passionate about it. Without Jesus in my life, I, if I were to share my testimony today, I just know my life would be in shambles. Mm. If somebody saved you, somebody has changed you, mm. man, I just want more of, of, of that relationship with them. So for right. me, it's just, it's, it's just that place of relationship. There's just, there's so much there. Awesome. Well, that, that's so encouraging to hear Pastor Todd. And uh, I think like, I think even back to those things that you taught me uh, when I was a teenager, you know, talking about uh, the duty of prayer and <laughs> it becoming a delight and, right. and seeing that as something that you've modeled in your life. And even what you're talking about is that pushing through those dry times, right. pushing through our feelings at, yeah. and what the clutter of our mind to get to that place where prayer really is that delight. Yeah. And I love what you said there about, uh, you know, having this relationship with someone who has saved you, someone who has changed your life. <laughs> right. Why wouldn't you want to talk to that right. person, right? Why wouldn't you want to take some time out of your day knowing that they are listening to you, right. knowing that they want you to call to them yeah. and knowing that they answer your prayers. Yeah. Uh, so... That's so, so encouraging. And thank you so much for doing this with me, mm -hmm. uh, having this interview. It's been great talking to you about all these things. Yeah, it's been great for me as well. And uh, just want to encourage everybody, just continue to press in. And uh, yeah, God's, God's there. He does. I, I love what you just said there. He wants to have conversations with us. I think that's such an important cue to you, Peter. Awesome. Thank you, Pastor Todd. Yeah. Teach Me Too is a presentation of Eastside City Church. It is produced, recorded, and edited by Josh Pegeling, Josiah Regundin, and Paul Nguyen.